Yo, criminals, we're back with yet another episode. And lucky for me and lucky for the criminals, young Jack Mormon pulled up. Shout out Chance. Thanks for pulling through. This was a fun episode. It was really easy to talk to this fool. This is the first time that we actually sat down and, you know, actually chopped it up like this deep. But no, I loved everything about it. And this is probably one of the like the easiest listens that I have out so far. So tune in. Have fun, sit back, and relate, because this shit goes deep. Shout out, Jack. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I made that when I started the podcast. It's been the same one since. Did you make the beat? I made everything. Damn. It's fire. I even, I even made the, there's a laugh in there. That's my OG laugh. You gotta show me how to make that shit. Uh, I, I honestly, what I went is with like a, like a late nineties hip hop beat. Sounds like it. I wasn't sure if you made it or not. Where'd yeah. you get those vocals? That's me. Is that you? Uh-huh. Oh shit! All, all I did was I, was I, uh, I turned I, I just edited it, and and went like an octave down, so it's just a little deeper. You're gonna have to make me some sample packs. I can do that. I just barely got a mic too, like not too long ago. Two of them, one for like when I'm up on stage or whatever. If I end up wanting to bring it, yeah, or just like a regular studio one. I have yet to like use them yet. I haven't even set up like anything. I feel you. No, when when I first started this, I got a I got like <laughs> some like thirty thirty dollar mics off of Amazon mm-hmm. and I started out with that. And it wasn't bad, but like the nice thing about these is it, it's three sixty. So no matter where where how you face it or whatever, uh-huh. like it'll pick up the downside of those other ones. You could tell they were a little cheaper, you know, they were light and like plastic. But it was like it was enough to start out, you feel me? And then I ended up sending in with these bad boys, and these are compared to to the Sure, like one eighties or or like SMBs, SB seven, some shit like that. But uh, those Sure are what like like I've been I've been listening and watching podcasts for like uh, three or four years now, and. That's like the microphone that I saw everyone using. So I looked it up and it, I think you're looking about like 250, 280 per mic. And then I I was on Sweetwater. Mm-hmm. Shout out Sweetwater. Fire as hell. Just got the new mixer and I love it. And then when, so I started looking on Sweetwater and that's when I found these in comparison to those. And it was basically like the Shure's little brother. These are presidents, but like everything, everything that like, attracted people to the shirts like these had to and these were half the price these were like 120 yeah i think the one i have right now is like 30 bucks yeah, yeah that's the one i have uh-huh but um the homie anarchy literally like makes his samples like his vocal samples yeah. like on a phone shout out jordan yep and then literally puts it into his ableton and like does some post-processing on yeah. it and it makes it sound like it was recorded on an actual mic Bro, you can do so much with like right. actual like 
um, music editing or even just voice editing in general. Shout out Ableton. But no, yeah, I uh, I record my shit like the audio I record in Ableton. Um, and honestly, it's super <clears> easy because I got that interface. At some point, I know I want to go to a four four in interface because right now it's only a two. Mm-hmm. And I only have a two as well. Yeah, I want to make it a four, and then and then a, and then get a third mic so a person can sit on that side of you. And then I want to get a little stand for that side, and then have have an old mic. Or have a third mic over there so I can, you know, have multiple guests on. Cause, Dude, that'd be sick. Yeah. Because, like, I'd, lo- I'd love to have, like, Mutiny on. But, like, I don't want to have, like, one mic sharing back and forth between the fully for me. So I want to get a third one and have it over there on the outside. Which would be fire. And I know. Nah, I got I got plenty of ideas. And what's crazy is, like, when it comes to this shit, um, there's just, like, more upgrades to make, you know? Because when I first started out, it was just uh, just audio and, like I said, those cheap mics. And I, I know how to work Ableton. So, mm-hmm. like like I said, I record through Ableton just because, like, when it comes to, like, audio editing, like, it's cash as fuck. And that's also how I learned to, like, kind of edit vocals. And I'll be so, like, overpowering or, like, not enough beef. Mm-hmm. And now... I can I can put vocals in songs, but honestly, it's depending on the sample. Cause like I have this old, it's a it's like an OG YouTube video, but it's this dude in the in like the forest or in the woods, and he's talking about like how we met some girl at a store, and then he like got her number, and then they went on a date. But he's ignorant as fuck with this story. And I got that video and started chopping up all the vocals, uh-huh. but it was recorded in like '06, so the vocals on that were they super. Weren't, they weren't like beefy enough. I no, it's like... super thin, yeah. super thin, and it, and it's like audio from a video camera too. So like when I use those samples, I can only make them so great before mm-hmm. like it starts fucking with the actual quality. Like in my song, uh, delay. I have a. A video or audio sample in there that says sit down cunt that's from that shit i'm gonna have to check that track out i don't even know like you had a track out named delay to be honest yeah it's spelled d-l-l and dude, then no, space I'm thinking and then about A-Y-E. It, dude, that's such a hard-ass name delay dude yeah. i might have to steal that idea from you do it do <laughs> it that'd be hard as hell fucking just make the whole track delayed and then just release it. Bro, like that, that I mean that's what it is. Like in the base in the base samples in there, I have uh I have some yoys in there and those yoys are those are delayed as hell. Like that I have I have like an actual like higher pitch bass sound and then I have yoys and they're running together. The yoys are hella delayed. And that's how I got just that's just how I came up with the track name. But that song's fire. And then that I dropped that in February with Putrid and they're out of Seattle. And then I dropped three weeks ago, two weeks ago, something like that. I dropped Thrashy. And that was the song that I sent you back in like November. Wait, was that the track that you just played at Boomerang? Like you opened up I opened it? with it, yeah. Yeah, okay. That one. Yeah, that track's hard. Yeah. No, but what one thing I like to do and one thing that like, I wish I would have like... 
focused on it more or like wish I went by this method earlier is if I finish a song, I don't have to release it. Yeah. Like I got to be like, I so that song, it's been done since like November, December. But throughout these few months, like I would listen to it every once in a while. Kind of nitpick at it and like see what, like, yeah. So, um, I heard this one story about Dead Mouse. Um, once he actually completes a track, he'll let it sit for at least 30 days without listening to it and then he'll go back. Mm-hmm. And if he like still likes it and fucks with it, he'll then release it yeah. or send it off somewhere. Well, he doesn't necessarily need to send it off anywhere, yeah, anymore, of course, but, but still, like he'll like keep the track on hold for like a good 30 days and Mm -hmm. if he still fucks with it after he will then release it yeah my problem is like when i make a dope ass track i'm like fuck dude i gotta put this out right now these people gotta hear this shit like um i feel like if i'm gonna hold on to it i'm gonna get sick of it and that like this track's so hard i gotta put it out i was just like recently that i uh like it came to my attention that not every track that you make you need to put out Mm mm-hmm so, like, I started this one track, like, I want to say, I don't know, it's more towards, like, the middle of last year. Okay. And kind of finished it up more towards, like, the beginning of this year. Okay. And I've yet to release it, and it's probably some of my best work that I've ever created. Can, and it's can, like, can you still say that now? Like, you listen to that song, and you're just like, bro, this still holds I can. Up. And it's like putting like I uh, want to play it out on some shows first, mm-hmm. but it's like taking me a lot not to release this track. I feel you. Like it's definitely like um, night bass inspired, so yeah, it has like that like kind of darker tech house vibe in a way. It's so like you UK make bass ha- like you make house music then. Yeah. And before we go any further, criminals, what's good? Back with another episode of Crooks Layer. <laughs> And second episode with video, and I'm so hyped that this shit's finally going. But on this episode, I was lucky enough to have Chance, who goes by Jack Mormon, based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And we've known each other for like, I don't know, but li- probably a little over a year. Yeah, maybe. About, I, maybe I don't that, even remember. Maybe a little bit less. No, it's probably about a year. Maybe. I honestly couldn't even pinpoint when the first time we met. I- it was at uh, Landon's old apartment. It was like after a show or some yeah, shit like okay. that. Okay, <laughs> it was it was after Kill the Noise and Algo in June, um, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was definitely sixth. Changing. I think it was June sixth. Something around there. I know it was summertime. Yeah, it was definitely so, summertime. I remember it coming because I was living in Idaho at the time. Yeah, I came down. Then after the show, Brandon Vegas and I went to Landon's and Adri's place. And then that's where I met a few of you guys. But now, yeah, ever since then, we've been cool. And what's cool about, like, meeting fellow music producers is, like, it's, like, a whole other area or, like, genre that, uh, or, like, topic of conversation that, like, you can only have with, like, certain people. You know, like, obviously, you can sit down with someone new and chop it up and, like, learn about who they are and, like, what they're about. But, I mean, that's only, like, that's basic-ass conversation that only goes so far. That, like, after, like, three minutes, it's just, like, all right, well, I'm going to go get a drink and right. then just, like, leave you and not really gain anything from that, you know what I'm saying? Other than, like, maybe a name, and that's if you remember it from the very first time. So I don't really 
like talk about that kind of stuff anymore with like people like mm-hmm. chop it up or anything like that yeah no but yeah since since we both produce music it was like like a click from the start even though we make different types of music like it's just the fact or if you zoom out and just look at the aspect of just like sitting down and creating music and like assigning creativity in the form or art of music like i said only so many people can actually like relate to that mm-hmm. so from from the jet i think we've been like we've been pretty chill so but yeah criminals welcome jack mormon i'm glad to have you on here man hey yo thank you for having me on i know we've been we've been talking about it or like i don't know maybe like a month or two because i think in march i had brandon on and i know like that was my first like go at video right because i don't edit video i like i've never done it and usually when it comes to like any type of like editing or like actually doing something i don't look up too many tutorials at all just because like when i try and do stuff or want to do stuff i have a goal in mind of like so like when i started producing music i know i wanted to make dubstep so when i started producing I learned how to make dubstep because I know that's what I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, when it came to this, like I didn't really look up tutorials on like how to edit video and this and that. I just, I learned what I needed to put out the content that I wanted to put out. So yeah, when it, and that first episode that I had Brandon on, it took a minute to get the video out, but that's just like, because at the same time I was learning Adobe, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really know. I didn't know anything about Adobe, but I got it. And ju- I just know for a fact, like it's quality top tier program, right? That like professionals use. And like, that's why I sent it with Ableton. When I first started making music, I just sent it with Ableton. I'm just like, this is what pros use. Like mm-hmm. I know I can make or get to what I want to make with this. And it was the same idea with, adobe so i tried doing it with imovie bro imovie's fucking whack maybe it's cool for like a little like i don't don't know i i just honestly the workflow is pretty easy but i do i know for like the quality type of stuff that i want to put out i knew it was the same scenario as like um getting ableton just just going for it all at from the beginning Mm -hmm. and learning how to To be honest i didn't even know you can do like video like editing like that through iMovie you can it and like i said it's really easy workflow but um you're limited yeah that's what i would think like yeah because it's free yeah isn't it yeah yeah so no it, it you comes... don't really get like that extra shit that yeah. comes with like adobe that you actually pay money to have mm-hmm. and my biggest thing too was like the exporting quality of it like with adobe like you export and or not not adobe imovie like when you export you only have like one setting to export and with adobe you have a million bro it's endless and what took me so long was like i made the video and and like edited it how i wanted it to and this and that but when it came to exporting that took me like a week itself just to find out messing with different settings Mm -hmm. and making it a different file like a if it was an mp4 or just a simple like uh um, QuickTime, MOV, like find like finding the type of file like to export it in and and the quality and rendering it at certain different like um, 
frames per minute. Nah, it, I, I went into deep into it, and that's what took so long, honestly. Because as soon as I finished, as soon as we recorded, I started editing. But I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So that's why it took me almost like a month later to put out the video, just because throughout that month, like, I was editing the video, but also figuring out how I wanted it to So look. I'm guessing you kind of like already figured it out already. I know, so now you I know, know how to do it. Yeah, I know the thing. direction that I that I want to take it in and more or less the settings on like how to export it and mm-hmm. also how to edit shit. But now yeah, I'm I'm more comfy than I was like say when I first started it. And yeah, honestly it's just a matter of just keep doing it. And this shit's fun to me. Yeah, that's so. yeah, especially if, like what you just said there like if it's fun to you dude, you're going to like figure it out and you're going to you're going to basically know how to do it. Yeah. That goes with anything you do, really. Oh, yeah. Whether it's, like, music or, like, being an actor or a specific sport. Like, Bro, talk, speaking of acting, <laughs> I think acting would be so fucking fun, man. Dude, that would. I feel like I could do it, too. Dude, I feel like anyone can do it. It's just, like, you got to have, like, the push. Like, yeah. Like, you were even explaining, like, if it's something that, like, you really want to do. Yeah. Gonna You'll happen. find ways yeah, to do it. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of like the law of attraction in a way. Whatever you like, put yourself out there to get, you're bound to get that shit because you're never going to give up on it. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if it's like some type of passion you have. Yeah, it's almost like in a sense, if, if you think that you want to do something, um, you have to put in the work. And I feel like from the other side, that thing will push towards you too. So the more you push for it, it'll mirror your effort but if you say you want to do it but don't put any effort in moving forward then that end goal is going to stay on the other side the same distance you are from it so the closer you move and the more effort you push in like that effort or that goal or whatever you're planning to do will push back and you will get to a point where you guys meet but you have to put work in in Mm -hmm. order for it to come back to you yeah i feel like a lot of people just expect things to like happen yeah it just doesn't work that way no definitely not and that's in anything that goes for any type of career any type of like say if it's like a fitness goal Mm -hmm. um no matter what it is like say if you're working for a company and you want to move up um let's just say if you're working for a company and you want to move up you're not moving up we're gonna we're gonna stay right there like these companies like if we're gonna if like you're good at your job or anything like that this company's not going to want to like bring you up either because yeah, they want she... you to stay in that position because you're so good at it yeah yeah i feel you so that's that like we go back to what you were talking about but like there's no moving up in companies i've been through it multiple times mm-hmm. like they'll still keep you in that same position yeah because you're so good at it and if you get taken out of it like then they got to find someone else that could do that job yeah and that's why it's so hard to move up in companies these days because yeah. of that like, reason. I feel like the best way to, to do that, though, is to, like, try and finesse the company and just, be like, so say, so, like, right now I'm a fabricator in a weld shop. Uh-huh. And say if I want to be a supervisor, but there's no, like, supervisor positions or nowhere really to, like, keep moving up, then I go out and I look for a job that has potential to move up. And then I can get in talks with them and possibly work something out. At that point, you can turn right around, come to this company and just be like, yo, to the company you're working for and just be like, yo, I got this job offer and there's potential to move up. And you're you're like, I like working here and I know I'm good at what I do, but I'm not trying to do this for like another three, four years. I'm trying to move up. So if you guys can't like make a position or make room for me or for my future, then like obviously you're always going to do what's best for you. That would be a good way to like finesse a company, to be honest. 
Yeah, but I've dealt with so many companies in my life where it's just like you're easily replaceable. Oh yeah. Like there's so many people in this world and they just know like they you, they could replace you just like that. It's simple. Like my buddy that I worked with um just at this Brazilian restaurant. Yeah. Um what one? Tacanos. Tacanos is fucking <laughs> goaded, bro. I yeah, haven't been until, to the one here, but there I is... tell you what goes on in there, which I don't know if it's, like, worthy enough. I mean, I, I don't know if it's, like, safe to say on a Spill podcast. Spill the bees, bro. bro. Fuck Tacanos. But also, but Tacanos dude, that, is goaded. That, that company can, like, really, like, burn. I even have, like, video footage and everything of, like, what actually, what they do behind the scenes in there. Bro, honestly, <laughs> what I may do is I may have you go deep into that. And then cut this from what goes out into the public, uh-huh. and then start like a Patreon and like a OnlyFans, yeah, and dude. just be like, "Yo, this is exclusive. If you want to hear what he has to say about Takanos, subscribe." Yeah, to dude, Chris I still have I still have those videos too. Just how they like how they prep shit and everything. Bro, stop. Mm, dude, I, I, let's just say I'll never eat there again. For real? Yeah. Damn, it's bad, man. I haven't been to the one here, but I have been to the one in Boise, Idaho. But I can't, I can't picture it being like too different. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe don't that's know. just of, that's just the shit manager could... I worked for, dude. Yeah, like, I was kind of just, just didn't say. give a shit. He doesn't. He actually doesn't work there anymore. He quit. Mm. But um, my buddy came to um, the GM of Tacanos okay. with a counter offer, basically. Um, so Crumble Cookie, shout out Crumble Cookie. Crumble's to be honest, goaded. Mm-hmm. But um, he got. A GM spot available there, and okay. they gave it to him, and he went back to Tacanos with that counter offer. Keep in mind, he was working there for six years. Mm-hmm. So, and they keep bringing in managers like nothing. The turnover rate of the managers, like, it's bad. Yeah. So, like, he he stayed there through all like the bad times, the good times, and everything, and they didn't even give him any offer to be that manager or that GM. They didn't counter like offer that. back. Um, he came in there with the counter offer, and they're like, no. We're not like we don't accept it. So he ended up quitting after six years of putting like, like blood, sweat, and tears into of that course. place. Yeah, they got rid of him That's... when he was literally one of the best workers. Uh-huh. Like there, he was the only one that was there for six years. Everyone is in and out. Like, yeah, constantly. Of There's no one original there anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was really good at his job, and he went in there with that counter offer, and they still told him no. So he just up and bounced. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Cause y'all in that. At the end of the day, you're always gonna do what's best for you. Like, I I never feel like I owe a company anything because like anything that they do to like you know like treat me right or whatever, um, I give back because like what I do every day, you mm-hmm. know. So it's not like it. I never feel bad leaving because it's like no, like yeah, you treat me right, but I've also like worked for you like four to five days a week. Mm-hmm. You're like so. There's no. There's nothing I'm gonna feel bad for for like trying to better my life, and that's honestly kind of like the position I'm in now is because like I'm fabricating, but I don't want to fabricate for like another three, four years. You feel me? Right. So I want to move up, and I know I have the potential to be some t- some type of like supervisor uh-huh. or like a lead of anything, right? So I'm always open to like other opportunities where there is room to grow, if the company I'm with it like cannot offer me anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I won't think twice about like bettering my life. For the fuck these corporations, like, they ain't shit anyways. You're just a name on a paper. That's all you really will be. 
Which and is like, why we're doing this shit. It's and, why we're yeah, making music and doing right. shit that's fun for us. Dude, like, I don't want to fucking work in a warehouse for the rest of my life. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone in our, like, age group or whatever thinks the same thing. Like, Oh, yeah, of course. We're only, like, 25, 26, 24, whatever. And, like, we're already burnt out. Like, Yeah. Like, I don't think our generations or anything like that can get used to this work shit. No. So I think that's why everyone's trying to do the bigger thing is like either trying to blow up on TikTok or make music mm-hmm. or become an actor or do something yeah. that doesn't like revolve around a fucking corporation. Like people want to get away from that shit. Like there's people yeah. that are like working in the medical field that like give up their job to go be an like an EDM influencer or some shit like yeah. that. Like or like start like an indie band that just right. plays local shows at coffee shops on a Tuesday evening, but still makes bank from it. Like or yeah. like if they get a show every week or something like that. Everyone's just trying to find something else. Like I think it's we're because all getting burnt out here. Yeah, but I and I also think there's like a generational generational gap between like our parents or even like our grandparents oh, and to us because because of that like. Just because there's so many more avenues now, just because the internet has blown up yeah. so much that there's way more avenues to make mute or to make money yeah. and be successful that our parents or grandparents like like will will consistently tell us like, Oh, you're like you're just lazy, yeah, like you need yeah. to work, That's you need a to huge work, but thing, it's bro. But you're it's lazy, just, like, no, I'm not lazy. I just have more opportunity than you guys did. Yeah. Like, you guys were trapped in that work life. Like, even, like, grandparents, they grew up in, like, the industry life. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to do that. They had no other They had no other options. Like you said, like, social media yeah. has helped, like, form many jobs. And now we see that those jobs are, like, fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And we don't want to fucking work in a warehouse anymore. Yeah. And, and, and it's, not, it's not that, like, we're lazy. It's just that, like... We have we have the same dreams that they had. We just have yeah. a lot more opportunity yeah. and like routes to go to get there. So if we take a chance on it and they failed on their chance, they're just like have a backup plan, like do this, do this, like this is more secure and it's like I'm not trying to have security right now, I'm trying to have fun. Yeah. I'm trying to like take Especially risk. At our age, man. Like why would we wanna be trapped down and working our life away? And only have the weekends off or, like, in some cases have, like, Mondays off. Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck wants that, dude? Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that's a big reason why, like, I 100% do not get enough sleep. And that's because, like, after work, I do shit yeah. that I want. You yeah. know, I do fun shit that could help me in the future. Like, potentially get me to where I want to be. And I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't mind sleeping five hours a night, right. six hours a night. Because Maybe I'm even up. less than that, dude. Sometimes it's three hours, and I'm yeah, like, sometimes. But but like, what makes it better is the thought. I wasn't up partying. I wasn't up getting fucked up. I was actually mm-hmm. up till four in the morning working on a craft that could possibly make me a lot of money someday. Yeah. Or like, get me somewhere someday. So it's not like. It's not like, you're having those thoughts of like, oh shit, I stayed up doing fucking cocaine all night. Yeah. No, I was up till fucking six in the morning on ableton bro i made two tracks like of course that that's why i'm able to work with like three hours of sleep but like do i want to no of course not but But do i have to right now yeah Yeah. it's like the same type of like grind that our parents 
or older generations did is like all the time like or the overtime that you guys put in or um all the time that you dedicated to work it's like we're also dedicating to work but it's more of just like it's almost like a savings account it's like we're putting it in and putting it in because one day like we'll use it or uh-huh. one day everything will click and we'll be able to like use that but yeah there's just there's a gap there that like and there's misunderstanding because like no hate on the older generations for like working hard like no we know you work hard mm-hmm. and i feel like your hard work and how you grew up and your motivation like oh no like i have that but it's in a different area mm-hmm. and like so don't think that like i'm i'm like lazy just because like i'm not trying to work as much as you because i also have this other goal that in a sense is way more obtainable than it was when you tried it mm-hmm. just because of the like avenues and routes and opportunities that were presented with or we can see because social media is so big that like we see people do the things that we want to and the ways that they did it that we can learn from them right and they didn't really have that theirs was way more of a long shot and it was they like pretty much only seen what was on tv or like yeah and well, if they didn't grow up in that kind of like environment like being friends with like producers mm-hmm. or like people like or they hanging hanging around like people that do the things they love to do like they, mm-hmm. they didn't have that you know yeah now like even if it's like sending demos out like it's way easier now right because of emails or you can even send links over like instagram or any type of social uh-huh. media back then you had to record it put it on like a cd and like mail it and now it's just a simple like i upload a soundcloud and i just send you a link mm-hmm. and it's just way easier to like spread the word and back then you almost had to like consistently play sh- play shows say if it was music consistently play shows and keep doing it keep doing it un- until someone hears you until the right person hears you but now you can do all that shit and send it out way easier to like you can make people hear you mm-hmm. and, and that's just like, go for it. i feel like these days too we have like more opportunities for shows like yeah. all these other production companies coming up now mm-hmm. like there's even production companies like local companies coming up for like hip-hop artists like they're putting on a lot of hip-hop shows yeah i feel I, like I, you I had to know that. specific spots or people to get into that like mm-hmm. back in the day like for instance like the 80s or the 90s yeah like you needed to know the spot like here you just you talk to one person and you already have like an in on something yeah like, like i know here in salt like there's uh there's like i i just know them from instagram but they're called like secret salt hip-hop and it's some like hip-hop group just and form, formed in the salt lake area mm-hmm. and they're brand new and they're looking for like artists and um producers and i know for a fact i can get in on that producer side because honestly i would say right now i have more hip-hop songs finished than i do dubstep i, I think i remember you talking about that yeah. you're like dude i've just been like working on a lot of hip-hop beats lately yeah. i'm like you gotta show me some shit and then you put it on i was like damn this you yeah what the bro fuck? like no. you should probably start making those hip-hop beats and like selling them to these artists because there's so many artists coming up out of salt lake right now mm-hmm. like 
they're looking for beats yeah man. exactly like there's not a lot of people out there that will produce like a pretty solid fucking beat yeah and yeah. if there is i don't know them but like yeah, of course. a lot of my hip-hop friends like they'll take like samples from splice and like put it together and rap over it you know yeah I know, and like they don't have like a specific like producer to like produce their beats yeah and like and i know i've said this before and i'll say it again but i would much rather be a metro boomin than like a sudden death and that's just because hip-hop is so fucking fun Mm-hmm. And I think it's because the majority of the time you're collaborating with someone yeah. else. And like you can make a fire beat, but someone with fire bars can come on and just double down on the song and making it more fire. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I because it, honestly yeah. that that studio time, like being with like hip hop artists and like they're they're spitting on your beat. Um and just that whole idea is more fun to me than the like dubstep culture and i don't know i it could have been because i burnt myself out on edm Mm -hmm. and i don't go to many shows i'll go if like a homie's playing but i won't go out of my way to like go to like get freaky Mm -hmm. or like even dos like that dos lineup this year it's there's some fat artists but like nothing's attracting me to it Mm -hmm. and but like hive music festival I went last year. That shit was fun as hell. I loved it. And I think it's just because it's newer to me because I didn't really start getting deeper into hip-hop until like 2018 or 19. Mm-hmm. So it's like newer to me. And since I like knew, that's also when I started producing hip-hop. So like since I, I knew how to produce music, all I, and the best way I would do is like, I think a lot of people do this, is they hear an existing song by like a big producer and then they'll go and try and like make the same song and then once and but like it's it's only a blueprint though so as soon as you start making a song then you'll start adding your own tweaks into it and next thing you know the song sound nothing alike but it like it lit your fire and started your engine and it's easier some some of the hardest shit is starting a new song like i would i would agree yeah it's just starting a new idea because it it really is hard to create something from nothing just because it's a blank canvas like Mm -hmm. where do you start so like mimicking like producers that inspire you and that you fuck with i advise like upcoming producers to like listen to that shit listen to the type of vibe and the type of like grind they're trying to put out and and like copy it could because every like like we mentioned earlier every song you make you don't have to release right. so if you make a song like very much like the like the producer you listen to and this goes for any type of genre all across the board if you make a song that sounds like the producer like you don't have to release that but you just put in some work and practice making music and that project that's that's a copycat you can now like dissect it and then put in new shit. Like I said, next thing you know, they sound nothing alike, but it got your wheels going and now you're in motion. And now this shit's fire. Like I've heard of Stains. He's out of Florida. Uh, I don't think he's, so. he's a rhythm producer. He has a song called Raisins. 
and I'll go the distance to say it's probably top five songs of all time for me. I went and made like the same type of beat, uh-huh. but I'll never release it. But I had got to the point where like I can hear something, um, notice little shit about it, and put it on a canvas, like put it in the Ableton, and make the same song. See, that's one of the hardest fucking things to do is recreate someone else's song. Mm-hmm. Like I've tried it multiple times, and you you might get it close to it, but you'll never. Yeah, of course. Get it right on song. Yeah. But still, it gets you to a point to where, like, all right, damn, I have two minutes of a song here. Like, I've honestly never even thought about, like, trying to, like, start a track, but, like, take someone else's idea and then build off that. Yeah. Never even thought about that. It, it, I, I've, I started doing that method when I started listening to hip hop. And when I started getting deep into it, like first things first, I Shoreline Mafia is what got me on. Uh-huh. Shout out Shoreline, shout out OTX. But I would listen to their songs, and I'm like, "This is I love this shit." So then I started making Dude, like their beats are hard. Though. Oh yeah, and then I, that's when that's when I started making hip hop, and I started making songs that I can hear them rap over. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started just like just douching out hip hop songs. And I think I have a folder probably about like 10 songs deep that are all done and like mastered and ready to go. It's just like hip hop artists. Like that's all I need. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you want to come here and record, let's record. If you want this, I'll send it to you. Um, But yeah. What's, uh, what's stopping you from basically sending them out to people? Do you not have enough hip hop friends or? Yeah, I know no one. And I, that, that's one thing I don't like is like the older I've gone, I've, I've became very introvert that like I agree I'm on the same way. Yeah. I like when I was like 19, 20, 21, like I would I was talking to just random ass people say like at a bar or something right. or just out and about and like that's how you'd make like new friends and like new connections. But now the older I get, the less uh meaningless conversations I want to have. So I won't put in that effort to like speak out, and it's like how we were talking about earlier. Like when you put the effort in, that thing that the the goal is pushing right back, you know, trying to meet you. But if you're not doing anything, it's not coming to you. Mm-hmm. So like, if I don't go talk to people, no one's gonna come up and talk to me. And it's it's the same idea. That's something that I need to work on, especially in this type of craft where I want to build and network and like grow. Yeah, it also uh, networking is pretty easy when you also have a uh, like friends that have like homies that need beats like that too. Mm-hmm. Like I could probably get you in contact with some people as well. That'd be fire. Like, there's at least like ten people that I know that rap that could definitely use some like sick beats that have some pretty sick vocals mm-hmm. and like lyrics on top of it. Yeah, and honestly, when it comes to, like at like, because I feel like. A lot of, say, rappers, and I'm I'm going. I'm I'm not even making. I'm making an assumption. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm making this. I'm not like I have no foundation to base this off of. But I feel like some rappers are also like say just getting into it or don't know the the technical side of it. That like yeah they can rap and yeah they can like freestyle and they can come up with sick bars, but they don't know how to edit 
or they right. don't know how to like make tracks. And what I like is like I know how to do that. So I just need to get linked up with a rapper who can rap and like I'll do the rest. Like you like you record this audio sample and give it to me, like I'll make it sound good. Mm -hmm. But it's just that disconnect that I don't have just because I don't know many people. And that was a big reason why I'm happy that I moved out to Salt Lake is just because in the hobbies that I have, it was so limited back in Idaho just because I came from a small town and there's just, it wasn't much, you know, like this. Ever since I moved to Utah, I've played two shows, but in those two shows over like a span of like eight months, though, I think before that, the last show I played was two years ago. And that was because it was like a homie hookup, shout out active, but it was two years before that. And I played two shows in eight months. So just, so it's just like super limited out there. Yeah, bro. Oh, it's super limited. That's why I tell the homie Bearcat to like get out here, dude. He wants to move out to Salt Lake so bad. Shout out Ill Bear. I wonder if all active wants to, but I think they have, they have good success yeah. in idaho just because yeah. there's not much competition with them you know i remember you saying that like, yeah them moving their company out here they would have a lot of competition let's just yeah. say that like there's so many like production companies out here and there's also so many like up-and-coming production companies yeah. mm -hmm. and these up-and-coming production companies are also bringing out big artists as well so like that's going to be like a huge competition yeah so like what you were saying like back in your town there's no competition so they're winning there yeah definitely and they, bro. Have the, and they have the opportunity to grow that company out there so i i don't see the i don't see them moving that out here uh -huh. i can't see that happening no nah, they they've been like, they've been throwing shows for like shit like don't attack me if i'm wrong but i played a show for them in like 2017 and i know they had already been throwing shows for like a year or two before that so i think they're like six seven years deep in the idaho scene uh -huh. and no one else is doing that there so, like, they'll go to Idaho, or they'll go to Boise, and they'll get a crowd there. They'll throw it in Twin, and they'll get a crowd there. And then they'll go to Idaho Falls on the east side, and they'll get a crowd there. Just because, like, people know who Active is. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad I'm homies with them. I'm glad I met them. Because, honestly, all of those individuals are cool as fuck. I mean, the homies uh, Bearcat brought up were pretty tight. Um, yeah, I think you were telling me he brought up Alex. He's the one that's into techno, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> he brought Alex, or did he bring one other fool? Um, I feel like he brought one other person, but I didn't get to meet him. Oh, I see. I think he was upstairs, like taking a nap or some shit like that. No, mamas! <laughs> oh my god! And me, me, and Bearcat were just like down on his CDJs, like basically like getting our set ready for Moxie. Yeah, bro, and, and they they were sleeping upstairs, and yeah. then that other homie. Um, Alex, is that his name? Yeah, yeah he fucking like disappeared, and then I didn't get to see him for the rest of the night. Like, yeah, I don't know. Nah, they're their own <laughs> vibe, bro. I fucking love them. But yeah, I played, I played shows with them back in like 2017, and it's crazy because like one of the best like systems I've ever played on was in Jerome, Idaho, at like a bar. But they had connections with that bar and they would throw shows at this bar because it was like half bar and like half stage. Uh -huh. That system on that stage was crazy, bro. It was so wild. You would not expect that type of system in like a bar. A bar. But nah, it went crazy. Dude, sometimes those bars do have a good sound system. Um, 
the uh, owner of, uh, fuck, what is it called? Um, I forgot the name of the bar, but it's like downtown. Um, they invited me to come out and play some house music for them. And surprisingly, they had a good-ass system, too. And I'm like, you guys are a bar. Mm-hmm. How do you guys have, like, big-ass subs and everything? They're like, we just love house music. I'm like, apparently, because these fucking, this system bumps. These are I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This is a bar. This has, like, almost better sound quality than Sky, almost. So that's <laughs> how it goes sometimes, bro. Because I feel like a lot of locations or venues, they'll put, they'll put more They'll dump money more into like one area than the other. Yeah. Like some will go more on production, or even on like the like the, um, like the setting of it. So like they'll go in more and like making the area more comfortable yeah, with yeah. like better lounge areas and shit like that. Put out that. some couches, maybe some like those heating lamps or whatever. Yeah, they are. yeah, and they'll just dump it into that. And then, like, forget about the system and just have a whack system. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be vice versa, and it'll look like like, like a shithole, but the system goes the fuck off. And that's kind of like it's what like, that Jerome place was like. like, like. underground vibes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just depending on location. But, yeah, I played some pretty cool, pretty cool systems, and Jerome is definitely, like, probably top three. Yeah. It was his system? No. Uh, no, the bars. Oh, word. The bars. Was definitely probably top three systems I've ever played on. That bitch was loud, bro. There was no reason for that bar to be that loud. They're like, "Fuck it, we're uh-huh. we're we're mastering this all the way up." Like, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and like, I don't even know what size of subs they were. Maybe like eighteens, but they had like five. They were all under the stage. So we had a table just like that. That that foldable picnic table, yeah. just like that, it was maybe like a six footer, and we had a deck of uh, four decks. But since all the subs were under the stage, they would vibrate. You'd have to pull the table oh, back shit. to you. You'd have to constantly pull the table back to you and make sure the decks were not going to fall off the table. Because, bro, it was rattling. It was so loud. But one thing I do like is that, like, even though it was so much sub, it wasn't kind of like fucking up. And yeah, and, it, like, like, the EQ like was on point. Or some shit. Yeah. Like, there was enough mid and highs that it didn't drown anything out. Like, mm-hmm. it was just loud. Yeah. No, it was fire. Be, be surprised. How long have you been producing music for? Um, I started producing music. We're in May, right? No, yeah. On G- well, June. Yeah, we're going into June. June. Okay. I, I started producing music. About a year and four months ago, but I've been oh. I've been doing the whole DJing thing ever since 2018. Yeah, I, feel I went that. to Base Canyon 2018. I was just like, I want to do this. I gotta shit, do this. Yeah. So I I started off with dubstep, but um, I got introduced to house music by one of my buddy Max. Shut up, Max. <laughs> That's how it goes, though. And then he just showed me the way, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try to produce this shit. I'm gonna see what it's about." Mm. And then every time, I, ever ever since I started producing house music, I never looked back. But what got you in the house? It was definitely my buddy Max, like, cause he like, he played some AC Slater songs. Like the yeah, first song he ever it. showed me by AC Slater was uh, "Bass Inside," and I haven't heard that. he's like, he's like, hit this joint, bro. I'm like, all right, <laughs> so I hit the joint. He's like, bro, just listen to the like, listen to the rhythm, listen to like the way that he like did the whole placement of the track. Yeah. 
and just like feel it. And then I was like sitting back on the couch and I was like, all right, bet. And then I was listening to bass inside and like the way the way it like carries itself and like with the hi-hats, like the offbeat hi-hats and like the bounce, like it, it instantly had my body moving mm -hmm. and like my head like just bouncing. And I was like, yo, I've been missing out on this shit. Yeah. Like, this shit is like, it's the vibe. Yeah. Like by dubstep, by rhythm, by this, by that. Not really though, but like once I like found that groove of the house music, I just like never looked back. Well, all all it takes is just one time, and I feel like a lot of people can like pinpoint one specific moment or like happening where like it just it switches directions and you start going one specific one. Uh huh. But it was yeah. just a natural like head bop and everything, like the way it just made me like it's smooth, move, bro. Like, it's yeah, smooth. It, house music's sexy, dude. It's smooth. And it just like took what? off after that, dude. Who? Whose set has made you feel the sexiest you've ever felt? Oof. Mm. Sexiest, bro? I'm going to have to... Ooh. So, I went to Get Funky this past weekend. Yeah, of So, it was a pretty big lineup. Um, so, there's this artist on on there named Kyle Watson. Okay. I've heard of him. I, I had a couple songs, yeah. but it wasn't, not, it wasn't necessarily my vibe of house music at that time. Okay. But... I seen his set, I was completely sober. And I seen his set and it just like blew me away. It was just like the tech house he was playing. It was like the most sexiest thing mm -hmm. I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. But he did like every song he played, it seemed like he had like a fake drop in it. Or like something like a sound reversed and okay. it went right back into it. Okay. And it just yeah, like, no, no, no. I could hear it. It just like yeah. slapped, bro. I wish I could show you a tune right now, like how I'm explaining it. Like it's kind of like something winds back, like it's winding the beat back. Uh -huh. But then it shoots again and it goes right into hi-hats and it gives it that extra bounce. Yeah. And he pretty much did that on every single track. Damn. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing right now? Going the fuck off apparently. And like, and like I didn't really even listen to his music, and then next thing you know, on my SoundCloud, I have like twenty songs by him now. Yeah. And I'm like, these are all sexy as hell, dude. The sexiest house music I ever heard. Yeah. So like Kyle Watson and another one would be Jay Wara. Same Jay show. War yeah, it's the same show. Okay, yeah. I also never heard of Jay Wara. Uh huh. And just the way her like music was like groovy, and it was just like, it was sexy. But honestly, sexy, the way you're talking bro. about it, I'm, I feel like I'm going to start listening to, it's sexy, to House dude. and just, I, like, just ditch dubstep. It's funny that you even said, like, what was the sexiest? Like, all night, I was like, bro, this shit's it's sexy, sexy man. It's so <laughs> sexy, like, oh. I will say, two of the best feelings is when, you, is when music gives you... For me, it was, like, my, my favorite hip-hop artist right now is ESTG, and he's out of Kentucky. And... I started listening to him in like August and he just put like a chip on my shoulder and it just made me walk a little different. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. And I just feel it's like crazy how music can do that. Yeah. So it made me feel like a little more a little more confident, a little more thug in the type of shit that I like, how I hold myself, you feel me? Yeah. And then number two is when music makes you feel sexy, bro. I love when music makes you feel sexy. Like the sexiest set that I've ever listened or the set that has made me feel the most sexiest ever was Troy Boy. 
Shout and out Troy Boy. Shout out Troy Boy. See you next weekend, boy. In two thousand. <laughs> Fuck man. Seventeen. Was it in Paradiso? Uh, Paradiso. Paradiso. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've never felt that sexy before. That <laughs> shit was wild, man. Dude, it's crazy. Like I I to be honest, like feeling sexy, like I've only like like felt sexy to EDM music. It's uh-huh. the weirdest thing, like how like EDM can make you feel that way. I feel like it's because it has a lot more to do with the uh, the music that you're listening to. Like it's all music. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? And I feel like when it comes to like hip hop, obviously um people are listening to the lyrics but you and i have talked about this before but like um whenever no matter what type of music it is like we're listening to the beat yeah first. yeah yeah i listen to the beat i uh, the the lyrics just go right over my head dude I'm yeah like, like, I'm like oh shit what did you say they're like did you hear that line i'm like what line bro I was yeah to the beat. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what line you're like yeah but did you hear that hi-hat roll right. that shit was hard <laughs> no yeah but that definitely stems from like producing music like i know for a fact like some people are lyricists and i get that Mm -hmm. but the reason i feel like that the reason those vocalists are able to to say that type of line or deliver that message that they're trying to is because the beat is making them feel that way Mm -hmm. and they just coincide so you can't just like overlook a beat just because like it's a foundation of music you take that out uh, and you have, say, just like a single instrument, say if it's like just a piano with like vocals over it, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful song, but... You're not going to feel it as much. The, yeah, I feel like there's not... that. There won't be as much there as if there's like a whole like type of band behind it or a whole different types of like instruments. But I'm also speaking very biased, is and that's because I produce music. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, that's just you. Everyone, everyone mm-hmm. hears music differently. Yeah. Like, I, I can picture someone just DMing me and telling me I'm a dumb for saying that take. But, yeah, that's everyone's own take on music. But, but me specifically, like, one thing when it comes to producing music, I focus on is drums. Just because you take drums out of a track, that it's track... It's sound empty. It's empty. Yeah. And, and like, the, tr- like, the rhythm almost stops. Right. It kind of seems like it would be bland. I um I had, I had this one layer of drums um that I did. It was kind of like, it was processed and everything like that, yeah. but they weren't punching through. And then I um kind of like took all of those like the drum shit that I wrote out and put yeah. it to the side, and wrote a whole new drum like pattern and everything like that. Yeah, and made it shit made the shit more punchier, and like. It actually made the track like I don't even need to have crazy synths or basses or anything like that as long as my drums are like punching through. Yeah. It sounds fucking sick. Yeah. But I had a really good bass line. I had really good synths. I had good everything. But my drums weren't fucking doing anything for me. And that's the beat. That's the whole beat. And it took away from the whole, ch- the whole track. Yeah. So back to what you were saying with like a song with no beat, you can't necessarily feel it. Like, I, it feels yeah. bland. Like, there's nothing necessarily carrying it besides the vocals. Mm-hmm. Which, vocals do make up a track very well. Like, you, you do need, like, some type of vocal in your track. Yeah, because, cause, like, with my Thrashy song, there there aren't any vocals. If I'm right, 
There's no vocals. I don't think no, so. No, there's no. But I, uh, but I will it's say the buildups, man. How that, how that track is laid out. There's no vocals, but I, I just have drums, drums that kind of like fill in the intro. There's tension. Built yeah, up and then that. the drums kill out, and then you just hear that the. The actual bass, right like, duh, 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 and then it just throws yeah. you into the drop. It's not some big, like, uh, some big uh, sweep or anything like that. Yeah. It's not, there's there's not a big riser. It's just the fact that that bass just starts low and just builds up. And that, but that's what I wanted to do with the track, you know? I was like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make this loud. I wanted the drums to hit, and I'm happy that I chose a snare on that. I chose a loud ass snare. I didn't use a clap with a kick under it or anything. Mm-hmm. It was it's a snare and that bitch just I like snares just because they bring their own punch, you know what I'm saying? Like claps can feel empty a lot of the times. Um That's why you got to layer them. Yeah. But but that track yeah, I used a snare and honestly the bitch is loud. I like how that song came out. Yeah, but that's that track's huge. Thank you, man. <laughs> but yeah, I know I finished that back in like November. Um and I sat on it for this long, and I listened to it, and like it still goes in, which mm-hmm. is why I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna release this." And I wish I had known that back then because I'd finished the song, and I'm just like, "Okay, let's release this in two weeks." You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, been there. It's just like, okay, this <laughs> dude, bitch is I've, out. Dude, I've been to the point where I was just like done with the track. I'm like, "All right, I'm releasing this tomorrow." <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And then puts it out, and then just like a couple months down the road, you're like, "Bro." I should have waited. Mm-hmm. Like I should have, I should have waited. Like there's some things that I like can do to it. Like, yeah, I feel you. Even new things that I've learned, but I'm like, oh shit, I could literally put it in that track and make it so much better. Yeah, and I'm like, it's weird. It's weird how that that shit goes. That's why I'm gonna start following that like 30 day rule. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. Like even like, a few months. Like one thing that I like that I'm starting to do is like if I finish a track, like I'll sit on it for months just because. I don't want to get into that mindset again. This if I finish this song, I got to release it. I don't want to yeah, do that. I think that. the problem, like, why people do that, and personally, from speaking for myself as well, yeah, I was trying to, like, grow too quick. I was yeah. trying to put music out. I had no tunes out. I was like, You're like gonna, I need I, content. I need, I need something. Yeah. So I just, like, got in the habit of, like, putting tracks out when, personally, to this day, I feel like they weren't ready. Yeah, I feel that 100%, bro. I go back and I listen to the very first song I released. I'm just like, yeah, this ain't it. And then I go to the second one I released. I'm like, this still ain't it. Still ain't but it. I I do think the, the third track that I released, I think it's the third. It's either the second or third, was my house remix that I showed you oh, yeah. upstairs. And honestly, that song still holds weight. I like mm-hmm. that song a lot because I took a bass house approach to it. Because it was a dubstep song, uh-huh. so I I kind of, in a sense, kept the same bases, and edited them, but turned it into a house track. Yeah. So it's bass house as fuck. Um, it definitely has them like old school vibes. Like, yeah. Like 2012 vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it it was fun. That was fun to make. But like one of one of my favorite OG songs is Dad Sick and Kill the Noise. It's a song called Lightspeed. Have you heard of that? I'm pretty sure I have. Songs that, fire, that sounds bro. familiar. It's so fire. It's a solid 128. It goes hard. That shit probably came out what, a while ago. Huh? It was either 12 or 13. Yeah. Shit, yeah. See, for me right now, it's hard. Like, I 
I started raving in 2012, you know, I started going yeah, to yeah. shows, like, I love that music, like, I was a huge Flux, Flux Pavilion fan, like, but as I'm, like, producing my music or mm -hmm. hearing how music is sounding today, yeah, it's so hard for me to go back and listen to the old stuff and still, like, have love for it. Like, yeah, I love I it. You. But it's hard for me to listen to it because of the quality or like Bro, things I'm, have changed. I'm the opposite. I feel like I love the type of music that's coming out now. Like there's some very, very underground artists that are just killing shit. But I won't listen to any mainstream shit now. Like I won't listen to like any like Kill the Noise or like Excision shit just like that. And it's not it's not that it's like a I have like an elitist vibe that I don't want to listen to mainstream music. Mm -hmm. It's be it's just because like in like 2012, 2013 era, um, kill the noises shit is honestly just what brought me into it. And like OG excision shit, like have you heard his his EP that came out on Mousetrap? It has whose excision excisions. Uh -uh. It's oh fuck. I can't remember what it's well, called. It came out on mousetrap. It, it came out on mousetrap. Hold on, I'm gonna go get my phone. When was this? That. So it came out in 2011. Um, it's called X-rated. Yeah, I know what X-rated is. Yeah. I didn't know it came out on mousetrap. It though. came out on mousetrap. Um, shows how much I fucking know. But uh, damn, it's an EP with like four, eight, ten songs. That's an album. But oh no, it's an album. I'm tripping. But uh, or an LP or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, like something over six songs or something like that. Yeah, something. Four songs. But um, the underground, the underground is uh is specifically the song I'm thinking of is uh, or and execute bro, execute is fucking yeah, no, stupid. Execute, yeah, I that, know that album. I didn't yeah. know it was on Mousetrap. Yeah, yeah. but that that was 2011, and yeah, that music just because like. Also, back then, I came into EDM with an open mind. Um, so I wasn't so really, like, stuck to the ways of what I want to listen to just because it was all brand new. So I listened to everything. And I have, like, favorite tracks of so many different genres mm -hmm. because that's how it was at the time. But now I'm, like, not really going to go searching for, like, my favorite, like, trap song, or, even though trap is my favorite EDM genre. Like, you ever heard of Stucky Sound? Stokey? Like, S yeah, I've heard of Stokey, yeah. Do you know they're making a comeback? Um, I did see that on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, they're like, Stucky sound. They, like, posted something about it, and it was just like, we're coming, we got back together, or some shit mm -hmm. like that. They said, like, we thought it was time to end our journey, but we realized it's yeah, not, or yeah, something, something like, like that. Like that. Mm -hmm. I did see that. Yeah, that People is... We were, like, blowing up on social media about it. I was just like, Bro, because they, I feel like they just decided to stop out of nowhere. Um, That's how I feel about a couple artists. Yeah. Like, I don't know whether it, like, if they got, like, allegation charges or they just quit music. Like, one of them was K9. Like, he just dropped, he dropped, it was K dash um, N I N E. Okay. And he just dropped off the, like, the planet. I haven't heard any music. I can't see his social medias. Like, I, I've tweeted about it. No one said anything. Fell off the face like, I don't know if it was like allegations or some bullshit like that, or he just decided he didn't want to make music anymore. Yeah. Or he changed his name. I have no idea. But he was making some of the hardest shit. His music was being played at Lost Lands. Like, 
some crazy heavy hitting dubstep. Yeah. And he just fell off the face of the planet and have no clue what happened. Like it's weird to think about. People just end up falling off, but but yeah. Well, as we wrap up this show, I want to say thank you for coming on. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. It's been fun as hell. It has been fun. It was my first podcast ever, so. No, I'm happy to have you on. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, this shit's fun. I think I've been doing it for a little over two years now. Um, I've taken little breaks here and there just because, you know, life happens. Yeah. Um, But my next guest is going to be fire as fuck. I'll tell you right now, but I'm going to bleep this bitch out. (laughs) It's. Oh, shit. Like the. Uh huh. Shit. Yeah, he's 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 playing the show. Uh huh. And I hit him up and I was like, yo, like, you're coming out for this show. I was like, I got a podcast. I'm in Salt Lake. I was like, would you be down to be a guest? He's like, oh, yeah, 100%. Dude, that's sick. Fire. Yeah. I got to bleep. It's going to be huge. It's going to be so fire. So I got to bleep all that shit out. But look forward to that episode because that's just going to be fire. Look forward to this one. And now, bro, thanks for coming on. Yeah, dude, thanks it's for been having fun. me. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you back for a second episode. Just because, honestly, like, yeah, we've been going for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to I don't like to go over an hour, really. Maybe an hour and a half. Uh, honestly, the longest podcast I've ever done is three hours. But, Shit, we probably would have done three hours if I didn't even look at the clock or nothing like for that. For real. Just now, we would have done three hours if it's not 9.30 p.m. Facts. But, no. Nah, now I'd love to have you back on just because I feel like I feel like we're cutting our conversation short. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel like it ended. So I'm more than happy to have you back. But one thing I like to do. Do you have any upcoming releases at all? Um, upcoming shows? This so, this is releasing this week. Yeah, so I have a I'm playing a festival. It's called EPW. Um this Friday I'll be playing. I play at the fourth stage at eight PM. June third. Yeah, it's June third. Yeah, this, June third. EPW in, in Utah. Um, for future releases, I don't necessarily have anything planned right now, but that could change. You never know. Like, you never know. If the if the time comes, then it's when, coming. Maybe maybe we knock out a tech house track in a week. You never know. Yeah, dude. Even um, me and Anarchy have also been in the works right now. Fire with a uh, bass house slash rhythm track. Nice. Um. It's going to be pretty sick. Shout out. So there's plenty of shit to look forward to. Plenty of music coming just because you just started on your journey. Like you said, you only produced it for like 16 months. Mm-hmm. So plenty of tracks coming in the future. Plenty of shows coming. Because you've been hell. You you play hella shows in Salt Lake. So there's going to be plenty coming too. Yeah. But keep a lookout. He's definitely worth a trip out to Salt Lake to catch. So keep it posted because this boy's always playing everywhere. But on the last note, I like to ask the guest to leave like one word or one message to the fans whether it be um inspirational or just some fuckery like whatever it is what's one last thing you got to say to the criminals um one thing that really comes to my mind is like if you're really passionate about something don't fucking let someone get in your head and like try to change your mind and say that like that's not necessarily a future or anything like that. And that comes from like parents as well. A lot of a lot of these older folks will like try to get in your head or even like friends or will try to get in your head. Um, 
but if you have like a passion and you have a dream just fucking chase that shit and don't give up i've had way too many friends like give up really good things like even good things that they had really good potential in because of some shit like that's just one of the biggest things i say i say that to every single person i know basically just don't give up on your dreams because like that shit will pay off you're gonna and if it, and if you give up on it you're gonna be you're gonna be fucking 40 years old like with no nothing going on you're and also working, regretting you're, it. you're gonna be working your nine to five job like wishing you kept with that you know yeah like or even on your deathbed bro you could be on your deathbed looking back and the one thing you're gonna regret is one not hanging out with your family as much and number two not taking that risk yeah. or chasing those dreams so criminals you fucking heard it you want to do something go fucking do it shout out jack mormon shout out chance for coming on here love you criminals